0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Music Seeds, the music that made us. I am your host, Johnny. Finally back after a couple week hiatus here. Going to finally finish the part two of the episode of musical documentaries. The ones we love and the ones I love. We are going to go down the list of 35 of the top music documentaries. As in the article from Rolling Stone. I know that some of these may not be your top choices but this was a survey that was done a couple years back in Rolling Stone and some of them are my favorites. I'm also going to be putting in with this top 35 of some of my musical documentaries that I enjoy, ones that I actually come back to time and time again. The reason I've been on hiatus for the last couple weeks is I have been working quite a bit in the job that I used to for my income. I'm glad to be back. I've also been setting up some time aside to sit down with some of my good friends and actually have some conversations, which you should be hearing here in the next month or so. There's a lot of topics to discuss and go over, so I'm looking very forward to getting those out to you as soon as time persists. I've had quite a bit of inspiration here in the last week or two, though. A lot going on in this world, a lot going on in the world of music, and unfortunately today, the day that I'm recording this, a musical icon, legend, actor, activist, Harry Belafonte passed away at the age of 96. If you do not know who Harry Belafonte is, you should look him up. He was part of the civil rights movements back in the 60s. He was also an individual that continued on with those civil rights all the way up into his death. If you do describe to Music Seeds the Facebook post, I have posted a few things there and have some links on some of the great causes that he has done in the last few years it seems as though there is a lot of people moving on from this world as we have seen musical icons actors artists people that have influenced us and inspired us throughout our lives that can be hard sometimes to deal with knowing that we wish we could embody ourselves in this shell of our life forever but sometimes we have to move beyond and We can only hope that the inspiration that a lot of these artists have left with us can continue on for generations to come. I have heard some things in the last few weeks too that has definitely inspired me about being the light we should be in the world, about doing the things we love and actually fulfilling the ideas that we feel we should do when it comes to the things we enjoy. I have said that before in past podcasts, and I may have not have said it recently, but I still do feel that way. I try to do my best here to do what I love, and that is the love of music. I love talking about it. I love sitting down with my friends and talking about it. Even if it's not in a podcast format, people around me know I have this love of music. I've already been fortunate enough to see this year, 2023, some great music. I've seen The Roots. I've seen Billy Idol. I'm going to see Les Claypool here in a few weeks. I'm going to be seeing Taylor Swift. I'm going to be going seeing Depeche Mode, The Cure, and I'm hoping to see my favorite band Pearl Jam at one of these great shows that they're going to be doing here. They're going to do a little run. I'm going to see where I'm going to be able to go here hopefully in the next few weeks and I'm looking forward to going out and seeing my friends at these shows. It is important to do what we love and when it comes to me, it is music. And I love going to shows and hearing the audience sing along. I love seeing people happy when they see their favorite musical performer and the joy that brings to them. So I hope that this joy of this podcast comes across in the way I discuss these things. Sometimes I try to do it with a group of friends Sometimes I try to do it with one-on-one. Today, though, it will be me, and we will be discussing the 35 Best Music Documentaries. This is the part two of the podcast I did a couple months ago, and I hope you enjoy it. Again, this is Rolling Stone, who had the uh, article come out a couple years ago. I'm going off of that, and I will also be adding mine here and there, like I said previously. And if you'd like to subscribe, Please hit that subscribe button. I also leave some places you can get a hold of me or any of my cohorts at the end of this podcast. So without any further ado, folks, giddy up. Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Seeds, the music that made us. Hello folks, here is the top 35 best documentaries for Rolling Stone. Number 35, Rhyme and Reason. A study in the world of hip-hop done mostly with interviews in order to see why it is popular as it is today and what the future holds with hip-hop. It has everybody from Chuck D to Ice-T. To DeBrat, to Sean Diddy Combs, Dr. Dre, Heavy D, Lauren Hill, Wycliffe John, and many more. Year of the Horse, the Neil Young and Crazy Horse story back from 97. It's directed by Jim Dramouche, who also did a documentary called Gimme Danger, which was the story of the Stooges. He's also done movies like The Dead Don't Die and Broken Flowers. A great documentary on Mr. Neil Young and Crazy Horse. Soul Power, back from the year 2008. It's a film account of Zaire 74 Soul Music Festival, which was originally intended to be the in concert for the famous Rumble in the Jungle bout in Zaire. That fight that was between Muhammad Ali and George Foreman, the Rumble in the Jungle. This was a music uh, festival that was out there that was headlined by James Brown, B.B. King, Bill Withers, The Spinners, and many others. It's also a great documentary on just civil rights, especially in Africa and um, also here in the United States for its time. Again, that's called Soul Power. We're gonna go down to number 28, which is Message to Love, the Isle of Wight Festival, which was in August of 1970, which had 600,000 fans that flocked to the Isle of Wight. It was the final performance by Jimi Hendrix, but it included so many people, up into including Joan Baez, Ian Anderson of Jethro Toll, Leonard Cohen, The Who, Miles Davis, The Doors, Emerson Lake and Palmer, Chris Christopherson, Joni Mitchell, John Sebastian, Ten Years After and many more. It definitely is a snapshot of a time that was the end of the 60s and the beginning of the 70s. It's also a look into greed, cynicism, and the corruption that would plague the music industry for years to come. So if you would like to get a little taste of what it was like towards the end of the 60s and heading into the 70s, this is a great documentary for you. Number 27 is No Direction Home, a documentary on Bob Dylan's. Strange evolution between 1961 and 1966. It talks about Dylan's early days to his getting booed for going electric. It has Joan Baez, Allen Ginsberg, Pete Seeger, Mavis Staples and many others. He is considered one of the most influential inspiration and groundbreaking musicians of our time and it's actually directed again by Mr. Martin Scorsese who brings the extraordinary story to life from the beginnings of him in the Greenwich Village coffee houses to his stardom in 1966? I have seen this one a few times and I definitely recommend it. If you want to get to know about Bob Dylan, this is definitely. A great place to start. Filth and the Fury is number 25. It's the Sex Pistols and it has rare footage of the punk band. If you'd like to get a little taste of one of the forefathers of the punk movement then this is one for you. Elvis, The Way That It Is is number 24, came out in 1970. After years of making movies the King made a triumphant return to the stage in 1970. You can see him here with backstage footage from rehearsals to relaxing at the hotel and the performance in one of the most intimate looks at Elvis captured on film. Set back in July 31st of 1969 in Las Vegas, Nevada, Elvis Presley's stage I try umphant return to the concert stage for which she had been absent for almost a decade. Number 23 is one of my all-time favorite documentaries. And actually I just watched it a week or two ago and it's been a while since I watched it. I highly recommend this one. I'm actually going to be fortunate enough to see them here in November, The Pesh Mode 101. It is an excellent snapshot of the band from 1988 and the fans that were following them on tour. I had this in VHS back in the day and I wore that VHS tape out. It definitely played into a lot of love for my favorite alternative band. Well, I have a lot of a favorite alternative bands, but this is definitely one that I was from my childhood actually had posters up in my room of Depeche Mode and I actually was the first concert that I saw at Red Rocks for the Violator tour back when I was 15 years old if you would like a good very well done documentary Depeche Mode 101 which was actually directed by D.A. Penbaker along with David Dawkins and Chris Hedegis D.A. Penbaker also did a documentary on dylan which is very popular and some other influential documentaries from anywhere from the war room which was about the election back in 1993 so it's done by a really well-known director and it is very exceptional as far as it being one of my favorites i hope it becomes one of yours too My second favorite documentary by the Beastie Boys, my first one being the Beastie Boys Story, which we'll get to at some point here. This one is called Awesome. I fucking shot that. It was set back in 2006. It was at the Madison Square Gardens in 2004, where they gave 50 attendees digital cameras and called it an authorized bootleg. It's a cool little way of seeing the show from multiple angles and multiple perspectives and it just shows how innovative and awesome the Beastie Boys are. It is also directed by none other than the late Mr. Adam Yaak, Mr. MCA himself. Check it out. If you love good hip hop and you like the Beastie Boys and you haven't seen it, check it out. Number 20. The Kids Are all right. The Who, it's from their career up to the point, including Woodstock performance footage. If you're a fan of classic rock and roll and you love The Who, this is a must see. From 1976, number 19 is, the song remains the same, Led Zeppelin. It shows the 70 rock excess at its best. The members of Led Zeppelin are called back from vacation by their manager, Peter Grant, to play Madison Square Garden. The film is enhanced by each of the band's personal fantasies, hallucinations, such as the opening scene, which is awfully confusing the first time around, in which Peter Grant, dressed in 1930s black gangster suit, drives a 1930s black Ford to a house and blasts everyone with a machine gun. This is a trip of all trips, folks. If you want to see one of the most iconic rock bands of all time, this is a must-see for you the song remains the same, Led Zeppelin. The band Pink Floyd has had many documentaries and videos and movies come out. However, this is one of the least seen, but one of the most psychedelic and experimental ones they ever did. That is Live at Pompeii. An excellent doc before their worldwide huge success. and even includes an early, Look at the making of Dark Side of the Moon. Um, live version of songs filmed in an old Pompeii theater included our echoes split into two parts. This is a great way to see the transition from the psychedelic days into the album that eventually will become one of the biggest selling albums of all time, Dark Side of the Moon. If you are a Pink Floyd fan and you have not seen this, get your button gear and check it out. Number 17. I checked this out a couple years ago. It is on Apple TV, so you know, so it might be a little hard for some of you to find. It's about the Velvet Underground and is directed by Todd Haynes. It came out actually in 2021 and is an amazing editing slash piece of art in true Warhol fashion. It is, if you're easy at getting seizures from uh, lights and weird footage, I would not recommend this one. A lot of trippy stuff going on. However, if you're a fan of Velvet Underground, which I am, which is one of the few boxes I still carry to this day, I would check this out. Velvet Underground is one of the most influential alternative bands of all time. Had one of the best frontmen of all time, Mr. Lou Reed. Check it out. Velvet Underground. Number 16, The Beatles. What's happening? The Beatles in the USA. A documentary following the Fab Four for five days in 1964. A humorous and freewilling account of their first trip to America. Number 15. American Utopia. David Burns, a Broadway art performance filmed by the great director Spike Lee. A wonderful viewing of Burns' artistic, optimistic eyes. This is something that I wish I would have been able to see... I so much love David Byrne ever since he was in the Talking Heads to his solo work, to his artistry. This is something definitely to check out, folks. Number 14, Amy. The 2015 doc on Amy Winehouse, considered one of the best vocalists in pop history, shows the soul of her music and the life she endured. Amy Winehouse considered... To me, one of the best vocalists in the last 20 years. It would have been great to see what she could do today. This is a very hard to watch documentary, but one that definitely celebrates her life also. One of the best documentaries to come out in the last couple years, and one that I highly suggest you watch right away if you haven't already, Summer of Soul, or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised. This documentary, done by Questlove of the Roots, is one of the best musical documentaries I've seen in a very long time. It takes place in 1969 Harlem during the Cultural Festival, which celebrated African-American music and culture and promoted black pride and unity. It has a who's who of amazing musical artists. Everybody from Stevie Wonder, Nina Simone, Sly and the Family Stone, Gladys Knight and the Pips, Malala Jackson, B.B. King, The 5th Dimension, and many, many more. You can now check this out on Hulu. I would definitely suggest you watch it if you want to see a part of culture and one that's great documentary. Number 12 is Madonna's Truth or Dare. I remember this one when I was 17. It was filmed during her Blonde Ambition tour and one of the best fly-in-the-wall documentaries of that era. From the reign of Japan through the threats of arrest for public indecency in Canada and a birthday tribute to her father in Detroit, this documentary follows Madonna on her 1990 Blonde Ambition concert tour. This was her peak, folks. Filmed in black and white with the concert pieces in glittering MTV color, it is an intimate look at the work of the music performer from a prayer circle with the dancers before each performance to bed games with the dance troupe afterwards. Number 12, Madonna's Truth or Dare. Now we are gonna get into the nitty gritty, folks. These documentaries, these next 11, are some of the best documentaries out there to watch. This one is considered, at number 11, one of the best music documentaries about a festival ever done. Woodstock, considered to be the most attended concert that could be feasibly possible. Capturing the three-day festival over three hours. The re-release was in 1994, capturing one of the most memorable festivals ever, Oscar-winning musical Chronicle that brilliantly captures a three-day rock concert and a celebration of peace and love that became a capstone for the 60s. It has a very intimate look at the Woodstock Music and Art Festival held in Bethel, New York, from preparations or cleanup with historic access insiders, blistering concert footage, and portraits of the concertgoers. Negative Negative impossible aspects are shown, from drug use by performers to naked fans sliding in the mud, from the collapse of the fences by the unexpected hordes to the surreal arrival of the National Guard, helicopters with food and medical assistance for the impromptu city of 500,000. This also has a who's who of a musical artist, such as The Who, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Ten Years After, Jefferson Airplane, and many, many more also. Number 11 is Woodstock. If you have not seen this documentary, where the hell have you been? Number 10 is probably one of these documentaries that if you wanted to see the dirt and grime of what it takes to be in one of the most successful rock bands, then this is it for you. They had a lot of criticism towards them after this documentary came out, but it just goes to show that it's not easy to be and a big machine and something that uh, just keeps on going, especially with the lead singer James Hetfield and the drummer Lars Ulrich. This is Some Kind of Monster by Metallica. Brought out in 2004, the iconic metal band struggles for two years to create their album St. Anger, dealing with alcoholism, the loss of their bass player, and a challenge of working with a psychotherapist. After this documentary, you definitely saw a shift in the band and its fans. However, it is still one of the biggest metal bands ever. Metallica, Some Kind of Monster, at number 10. At number nine is the Queen Bee herself, Beyonce. This is the documentary, Homecoming, where you see the Queen Bee at her best, including her 2018 Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival, now named Baychella for the year. It's a shout out to civil rights and black culture. This makes it a must-see. It's a very intimate, in-depth look at her career, and her performances. Number nine, Homecoming, Beyonce. Number eight is considered the pre-Woodstock greatest music festival ever. Actually, the documentary was released in 1968, and then it was actually filmed in June 16th to 18th in 1967. Who I mentioned earlier, who did the Depeche Mode 101, D.A. Penbaker, who also did a Bob Dylan documentary, did this one also. It captured a who's who in the crowd and live performances from The Who, Jefferson Airplane, Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Otis Redding, and many, many others. It kind of launched the whole festival thing. That's why I think Woodstock was able to do what it did. One of the most notable things about this performance is Jimi Hendrix. This is definitely where he shined. And you can actually check out Mama Cos from The Mamas and the Papas absolutely being blown away by watching Joplin sing. Here's the real deal, folks. This is the real acid rock. Number 8, Monterey Pop Festival from 1968. Number 7 is Cobain, Montage of Heck. It is a multimedia mix of Kurt Cobain's home movies, journal entries, drawings, notebook scratching, and audio recordings. Unfiltered to Cobain's mind and art. This was filmed in 2015 and is one great snapshot into his life. It's an authorized documentary on the late musician from his early days in Aberdeen, Washington to his success and downfall with the grunge band Nirvana. Number seven, Cobain, Montage of Heck. Number six is one of these documentaries that not a lot of people know about. But if you are a connoisseur of documentaries and a connoisseur of punk music, especially from the early 1980s. This is a look into the Los Angeles punk rock scene that was largely ignored by the rock music press at the time. Number six, The Decline of Western Civilization, filmed in 1980 and released in 1981. Penelope Spirits documented the LA punk scene. It is a must-see for any music historian of punk goes everywhere, from Alice Bag Band, Black Flag, Catholic Discipline, Circle Jerks, Fear, Germs, and X. These are the forefathers of the L.A. music punk scene. If you have not seen this, I highly suggest it. It is a great documentary and a snapshot of time. There's also a decline of Western civilization, part 2, which was mainly dealing with 80s metal. This is the one, though, folks. The first one, by Pedelope Spiras. If you do not know who Penelope Spears is, she is this director who has done an amount of great work also outside of documentaries, including Suburbia and many other films. Number six, The Decline of Western Civilization. Number five, Amazing Grace, Aretha Franklin. It took 46 years to finally get this movie made. It was made in 2018, and it's a witness to the Queen of Souls legacy. It is a true documentary presenting Aretha Franklin with her choir at the New Bethel Baptist Church in Watts, Los Angeles in January of 1972. Released in, like I said, 2018 Amazing Grace, Aretha Franklin. Number four is actually getting re-released here very soon. You are able to watch it on some streaming services. I already mentioned Mr. David Byrne once, but at number Four is Stop Making Sense by The Talking Head released in 1984 by the late and great Jonathan Demme it captures the band at their peak when they had the release of Speaking in Tongues it's an innovative concert movie for the rock group that has David Byrne walking onto the stage and does a solo Psycho Killer Jerry Harrison Tina Weymouth and Chris Franz join him for two more songs The crew is busy, still setting up, then three more musicians and two backup singers join the band. It goes from there, folks. It keeps building and building and building. It has got 18 songs on it, and I highly suggest that this one be watched by anyone that loves alternative music, who loves David Byrne, who loves The Talking Heads. This one's for you, folks. Stop Making Sense by The Talking Heads at number four. At number three, folks. When 3,000 members of the love generation collided with a few dozen Hell's Angels at San Francisco's Altamont Speedway, the bloody slash that transformed a decade's dreams into disillusionment was immortalized on this film. At number three, Gimme Shelter, Rolling Stones, made in 1970. It was during their 1969 U.S. tour and the tragic events that concluded it. We see footage of their concert and of them making the Sticky Fingers album at Muscle Shoals in Alabama. However the main focus of the film is, is one concert, the Altamont Speedway outside of San Francisco. A free concert for the Stones, it was an idea that was meant to be a Woodstock, or the West Woodstock. Having other bands perform here, including Jefferson Airplane, the Flying Burrito Brothers, Ike and Tina Turner, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, and Santana. However, it went far from being the peace and love of Woodstock. At number three, Gimme Shelter. At number two is a documentary I try to watch every few years and I actually just watched it a few months ago. It was directed by Martin Scorsese and it chronicled a band's last show. This band actually is considered one of the best bands and if you don't know who this is, it is actually the band. It accounts and presentation of them and their final concert. in Thanksgiving of 1976, San Francisco's Winterland, the band performed its last concert after 16 years on the road. Some numbers they do alone. Some songs include guest artists from Ronnie Hawkins, who was their first boss, actually, who gave him their job. And if you haven't seen this documentary on Robbie Robertson, it kind of breaks down in detail that whole situation. It actually uh, goes down the road with Bob Dylan, who was their last person they backed up. They came into their own, actually, with him. Scorsese captures and explores the interactions on stage and the making of this music. Offstage, he interviews the band's five members focused on the nature of life on the road. The friendships, the harmonies, the hijinks, and the wear and tear that added up to the last waltz. This also has a who's who of artists that are in it. Everywhere in between from Muddy Waters, Neil Young, Van Morrison, Eric Clapton, Neil Diamond, Bob Dylan, Joni Mitchell, Emmylou Harris, Ringo Starr, Paul Butterfield, Dr. John, The Staple Singers, Ronnie Wood, and many, many more. This came out in 1978. This was the base for what would eventually become many more documentaries by and Scorsese. However, now watching the Robbie Robinson documentary, I had little to know that, at this time, a few of the members of the band were going through an addiction with heroin. This is considered one of the best documentaries of all time, folks, and is account of one of the best bands that ever was, The Last Waltz, at number 2. We've mentioned this director and this artist earlier in these documentaries. I've been fortunate enough to see this gentleman a few times live, some people cannot handle his singing, but he is one of the best songwriters that ever was, and ever will be. This was filmed in 1960s and was released in 1967. This documentary at number one is Don't Look Back. It's about Bob Dylan and his 1965 UK tour, another time capsule of a time and era. D.A. Penbaker, who we mentioned before, who did Depeche Mode 101, and many other documentaries, directed this. This was his base also. This is the one that made him who he is today. This has everybody from Dylan himself to Joan Baez, Donovan, and also many others that pop up in this documentary. This is a great snapshot and look at a transition in Bob Dylan's life, with his fame, his artistry. If you wanted to check out any documentary on Bob Dylan, this would be the one. This was Rolling Stone's number one release. However, I know that a lot of you are out there probably will disagree with that. But you can give me your opinions, and I will let you know that at the end of this podcast how you can do so. One I just checked out a couple weeks ago that I highly suggest that did not make this list is Eric Clapton, Life in 12 Bars. You can see it on Showtime. These other documentaries are some of my favorite that have come out in the last few years. I highly suggest it. Some of them were actually mentioned here in this podcast, and if I repeat it again, I do apologize. Beastie Boys Story, which is available on Apple Music, is probably one of my five top documentaries that ever was. I highly suggest it. It's a great snapshot into this group's life, and it is very well done. Bring a box of tissues at the end, folks. Cheryl, the Cheryl Crow documentary. The Go-Go's documentary is also on Showtime. Meet Me in the Bathroom was released last year. It's based on a best-selling novel. I highly suggest this one. It's a great look at the New York music scene of the early 2000s. A new generation of kick-started a musical birth from the New York City that reverberated them around the world. Meet Me in the Bathroom, released in 2022. You can get that also on Showtime. Taylor Swift's Miss Americana, which you can actually check out on Netflix, is another great documentary and snapshot into the life of an artist that is more than iconic right now. No matter how you look at it, folks, this young lady has a very big following, and this is a great look into her life and her music and creativity. Tina, the movie, is actually a documentary about Tina Turner. I highly suggest that one. It's really heartbreaking to watch at the end also. I think it's just hard for me to watch folks, you know, come to the end of their career and have to retire and decide not, not to do the, the circus anymore, if you want to say. Another one that came out in 2021 is The Untold Story of the World's Longest Running Video Show, Video Music Box, by host Ralph McDaniels. It has vast footage archives, reveals to show that's the importance to the numerous big-name musicians as well as the kids that grew up watching. This goes everywhere from Jay-Z to Mary J. Blige to Nas, but it is all over the place. It is set back all the way back from 1983 to now. You should check it out. It's also available on Showtime as you're checking out here. Showtime does definitely have a, quite a bit of great documentaries available to you right now. The Video Music Box. This came out in 2020 on Showtime, Ricky Powell, The Individualist. It boasts a quintessential New York story, rising to fame as a street photographer in the 1980s and 90s and touring with the Beastie Boys, capturing some of the wildest moments in pop culture. This has a who's who of people in it. I'm not even going to go down that list. When you do watch this, you'll see some of his great photography and snapshots that was very candid and very, like, on the cuff. And this is a heartbreaking one, just so you know, also but this is a great look into a photographer's career during the 1980s and 90s with the music scene and the culture of New York City. Ricky Powell The Individualist, available on Showtime. 1971 is available on Apple Music. It was the year that music changed everything. This is another great one. It's it's set into different um, sections. It's pretty long but very well done. It is an eclectic taste of all music. 1971, the year that music changed everything on Apple Music. Selena Gomez, also available on Apple, My Mind and Me. If you don't know what she's going through right now, you should definitely check out this documentary. She's having some health issues, but she is still chugging along and she, in my opinion, is a great role model in life that deals with fame and health and a teen pop star changing into her own. Selena Gomez, My Mind and Me. Another teen artist, Billie Eilish, The World's A Little Blurry, is also available on Apple Music. Apple does definitely have quite a bit of documentaries also. There is many that I may have missed, folks, and I do love getting your emails and your posts through my social media services. If you would like to get a hold of me, you can do so through... Music Made Seeds at Facebook. You can get a hold of me at Johnny Come Lately on TikTok. You can get a hold of me through John and Johnny Evans at Instagram. I also have a Snapchat if you want to do that. But if you want to get a hold of me just through email, you can do so at fan 87 at gmail.com. That is ozomotfan87 at gmail.com. I would love to hear what you have to say about your favorite documentaries. Also, if you want to talk about any previous podcasts, or any suggestions on what we can do here in the future, please reach out to me. So folks, it is now heading into summer here. There's a lot of shows to come. I got Primus coming up here in a couple weeks. They announced this past week that Pearl Jam is going on tour. I'm hoping to check them out in either Chicago or Austin. Also there is many tribute concerts and festivals going on. There's the Eric Clapton Crossroads that's going to be happening out in LA. There's the Power Drive Festival out in Coachella with all the heavy metal bands. There's the Willie Nelson 90th tribute concert which I'm looking very forward to checking out here soon. He's also going on tour with his Road Show, And then there is a who's who of great music coming through here in the denver metro area including red rocks mission ballroom fiddler's green and a few other venues looking very forward to checking out some of these artists here as i talk about it here in the progressing months with the podcast i just want to thank you for listening i want to thank you for subscribing and i want to thank you all for doing your best out there to do what you can to take care of each other until next time Hi, this is Johnny, I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Seeds, the music that made us.